this podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Good morning. What's up, Why Notters? Welcome to the Ask, Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. I'm Jayla. And this is Shay. And thank you for coming to the place where you stop asking yourself why and you start asking yourself why not. Yes, it is a chilly, chilly Monday. Yes, thankful, thankful Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I read something today before I was coming over here and it's like a Monday's a new day. You wake up and you haven't made any mistakes yet. That's right. And then we're approaching a new moon. Right? Yeah. Tuesday, new moon, get ready to set and write your intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want the worksheet breakdown for it, we're going into the, was it Sagittarius new moon? Yeah. Let me know. I can send that to you. I send it to you. And I think it's yeah. really cool. I actually did a new moon meditation early this morning and it mm-hmm. talked about what you said on our last podcast about water mm-hmm. and how we're mostly water. Yeah. One other announcement we have is starting in January, we are going to be launching our first ever, ever digital course. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Tickets will go on sale for that December 15th. Um, and we're going to kind of give a little peek about what that's back uh, about over the next few weeks. We've been working hard on it. Um, We've, we did another speech up at uh, Pitt. We have one coming up at West Liberty on the 29th. And then we're going to start really heavy developing that course for you guys. Yeah. So just keep in mind, if you're someone that would love to experience more joy every day, then this course will definitely be for you. I'm ready to be your pipe girl. Yeah, girl. Okay. All so right. We're going to get into it. We have a wonderful guest today, Miss Sarah Alig. Um, a little background about her. She has a BS in speech pathology and audiology, an MS and or master's in speech language pathology, and a PhD candidate in communication studies. Um, she is a member of the American Speech Language and Hearing Association and a member of the National Council of Certified Dimension Practi- Practitioners. She is a professor up at West Lib. Mm-hmm. And anything else to add before we welcome her? No, we're just so excited to welcome Sarah onto the program today. We're going to talk about brain health mm-hmm. and dementia and supporting caregivers. Yep. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you on the the program today. How did you hear about us? If you don't mind us asking. Uh, I actually work with Christy Komarowski and I don't know if she had heard about you or maybe she knows one of you or both of you. I'm not sure. Um, I actually did a radio interview with um, Donnie Gilbert on the watchdog. I think it is the the channel. Mm -hmm. And I did something similar to what we'll talk about today. And Christy had said, you know, there's this really cool podcast in the, in the Valley and, and they talk about 
things that kind of help people in the community and helping us um, just kind of feel good and healthy and and things to talk about for for your health in general. So she said, I think some of the topics that you talked about on the radio would be great for this podcast. And so I'm going to reach out to them. I said, okay, that's fine. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, so excited. We always like to lead our show off with an inspiring quote, something that, you know, really touches our guests that we can share with our community. So would you mind sharing yours today? Um, yeah, sure. So uh, this is a quote that um, was derived from a, an organization that our speech and hearing clinic at West Liberty University has a little bit of a connection with, um, and that organization is called Positive Approach to Care. Um, it was developed by Tipa Snow. She's an occupational therapist, and her life's goal has been to kind of make a difference in the community of people that have dementia and to help caregivers um, for pretty much anybody going through brain change. Um, and that quote is, until there is a cure, there is care. And yeah. we've we've been able to partner with um, actually Mrs. West Virginia American 2022. Her name is Jamie Myers. I don't know if you all have heard of her, but um, her platform is to continue educating the the valley and the state of West Virginia and the nation. And as far as she can reach um, with her platform um, to educate people about dementia and about some of the positive things we can do to add to quality of life for both people in that community as well as their caregivers. Very wonderful. Yeah, so wonderful. I like that. Me too. Why don't you share a little bit about how you got into this kind of work and why you're so passionate about it? A little bit of your origin story. Okay. Well, I uh, am actually a hilltopper um, at heart. I went to West Liberty University (laughs) for my undergraduate education, um, and that is where I got my bachelor's in in speech language pathology and audiology. It's a pre-professional degree. Um, And then I went on to WVU and got my master's degree, and I did specialize in the speech language pathology. So um, my first job out of school was in an acute rehab, um, and that was in Bel Air, Ohio, um, and they were affiliated with Wheeling Hospital at the time. And so I was um, acclimated to the field of speech language pathology in that hospital. Um, I, I got to kind of see all different populations and settings. So most of my caseload was working with people um, in the in the adult and geriatric population, maybe people that had strokes or um, other neurological deficits that were associated with like Parkinson's, um, Huntington's, chorea, a lot of different diagnostics that might actually induce a brain change. And then um, the Alzheimer's type of dementia, um, other other things that that speech language pathology might be consulted for to to talk with um, for communication purposes or interventions for swallowing. Um, So from there, I actually uh, left that position to kind of work in other facilities around the valley. So most of my uh, career, I guess, has been in skilled nursing facilities. And 
through all these years that I've worked in skilled nursing facilities, the bulk of my caseload has been people that have been experiencing brain change, mostly because of, of a dementia-related diagnosis. So um, it's it's just kind of put this little, little tug at my heart that maybe um, I should do more with that. And uh, so I did start really pursuing a lot of continuing education that had to do with Alzheimer's and dementia and um, just kind of stumbled across a lot of different ways to, to be better at what I do. And then um, I was lucky enough a few years ago to be asked to teach a couple courses at West Liberty University and then um, eventually um, got picked up full time. And so um, they have allowed me to sprout my wings in this area of specialty. And so it's kind of rare to actually have courses taught um, in this field that are specific to Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, so I feel lucky that they've allowed me to write this course, um, develop it and teach it at an undergraduate. And now we are teaching it at a graduate level. We got a new master's program in speech language pathology. The first cohort started this past fall. So, or, or actually this fall, I guess we're still in the fall. Um, and uh, yeah, so I know I kind of rambled a little bit there, but that, that's kind of how my origin story, I guess. Real quick, we have something fun for you. We created a free Feel Good Five checklist. These are our five go-to why not turtle steps we implement on the regular to feel good every day. A turtle step to us is something you can easily do on your worst day that will move you towards the life of your dreams. We developed this podcast to feel good through self-help and community. And if you're ready to start feeling better, here's what you need to do. Go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. These are the best feel good tips we've found and you're gonna get so much value from them. Again, go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. Why not start feeling good today? That's awesome. Did you always know that you wanted to be in like the brain health field or? No, no, actually in undergrad, you, and it, this is pretty typical. Most people think they um, are going to work with kids uh, because that's kind of what you think of when you think of speech therapy, you know, mm -hmm. um, that we're going to go into school and kind of help people with our articulation or their language um, so that they can communicate better, you know, as they continue to learn throughout their school years. And it seems more fun to work with kids, mm -hmm. you know, because you can play board games and, and, you know, give out candy and lollipops and stuff for rewards. But, but um, yeah, when I got asked to pick the position at the Bel Air Acute Rehab, I just fell in love with it. So that's mm -hmm. what I've done. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, why should someone that's younger, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, care about brain health? And that brain is, that's a great question. Um, because the research is trending more towards prevention um, in the last few years than it ever really has. So um, I don't know how familiar you are with, um, I don't know if you've ever had experience with someone that, that actually has lived through this to the end, but um, mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of rely on 
the pharmacy, the, you know, the medications that we take yeah. after we're diagnosed. And that, that's probably true with um, many diagnoses. So we don't really worry about our, our cardiovascular health and our, you know, our diet that we're on and, and brain health in general until sometimes it's too late. Um, so the, yeah, the, the research is trending that there are some things we can do proactively to keep our brains healthier longer. Um, some people are predisposed because of some genetic components um, to the Alzheimer's type of dementia, uh, but, but there are other types of dementia. And I know um, some people aren't really familiar with those, but there's vascular dementia that has to do with cardiovascular health. Um, there's a Lewy body dementia that has to do with a different type of uh, um, tangles and proteins that happen in the brain. Um, there, there is Parkinson's type of dementia. There's frontotemporal dementia, but some of some of the the aspects that that might lead to dementia they're seeing might have something to do with what we're putting in our bodies. Might mm -hmm. have something to do with the environment that we live in. Um, so there there are some things we can we can do to maybe give ourselves a little better of a chance to not, not have some of these diagnoses later in life. Can you mention just a couple of those? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Um, so the research is trending towards, and I always tell my students these top three, three, three things. If you forget anything else, I teach them, you know, in the 16 week course that we take, um, these top three things are super good for prevention. And the first one is the Mediterranean diet. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, yeah, I know many people have heard of that and it's it's kind of hard to, to list things that are on there, but um, kind of staying away from lots of red meats, yep. sugars, and then like those really complex carbohydrates. So, um, so uh, lots of fruit, um, Greek yogurts, um, cooking with extra virgin olive, olive oil, nuts, whole grains, leafy greens, um, those, the fish that, you know, the, the healthy fish, um, omega-3s, um, they're good for your brain health and good for your cardiovascular system, um, eggplant, beans like chickpeas. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot of things. Um, if you look up the Mediterranean diet, there's even special, uh, whole foods types of, of, of organizations that'll sell you meal kits. Um, right. Yeah. But but yeah, just kind of cutting back on those high fructose corn syrups and and those things that usually that kind of help us get through an edgy evening, you know, a little mm -hmm. Dr Pepper, but but a little tiny bit <laughs> for therapeutic purposes is, is more important, you know, than 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 being kind of gluttonous with some of those extras. Um, so the Mediter Mediterranean diet is is top on the list. Um, another thing, and you wouldn't think this would be super important, um, but social interaction is, is really huge. So um, some of the, the research has trended that people who have never been married, and I'm not saying if you've never been married that you're going to get dementia, please don't misquote me. I'm just saying that they, they looked at the secondary things that happen when you live most of your life um, without a companion, and your social interaction kind of is cut in half in that aspect. So I'm not talking about the fact that you haven't gotten married, but if you're, if you're not living with someone, then you, you need to proactively do things to be social. So whether it's to join some clubs or, you know, being involved in, in um, I don't know, an activity where, where people of, 
that keep you happy and joyful. You know, I know your podcast has a lot to do with adding joy to your life. So we don't want to surround ourselves with people that bring us down, but um, you know, people that just, just really lift you up and, and make you feel um, like you have purpose in life. Um, but actually stimulating your brain, social interaction hmm. is, is really huge in, in stimulating um, conversational exchange and just, you know, giving your brain those little extra paths to, to make, make neuronal connections. Um, and then third is physical activity. So um, being active every day, it doesn't mean you have to be a marathon runner, but, um, you know, getting your heart rate up a little bit uh, each day. Um, even, you know, if you're doing something at home, you know, there's so many YouTube videos and, and different things you can exercise along with, but the physical activity does um, more than just keep weight off. It, it does something to your brain that, that only it can do. So um, those top three things, uh, if I had to summarize um, things to remember, Mediterranean diet, social interaction, and physical activity. Well, that's really interesting. Are you familiar with Dr. Amen? Uh, no. How do you spell it? A-M-E-N. Jayla and I follow him. He, he's pretty popular on, um, a lot of the podcasts that we listen to. And I think he's done the most brain scans of anybody that's ever done brain scans. And he always talks about brain health, right? He's like, we, we think of our bodies, you know, we want to feed our bodies well, exercise our bodies. He's like, but people do not really think about the brain as an organ. And he taught his kids from a young age, he would say to them, you know, is this good for your brain or is this bad for your brain? Um, so I thought that that was kind of a nice way to even look at it now in our life too. Like, you know, we deprive ourselves of sleep. We drink too much alcohol. We don't exercise. Maybe mm-hmm. we're isolating ourselves. All those things are probably not screen the best. Time. Yeah. Too much screen time. Mm-hmm. What, what would actually be healthy for your brain? I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, I love that. I'm going to look that one up. Does he write, you said he writes books or. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 All about brain health, but I think that's important. Um, and it's been kind of an aha moment for both of us too. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yes. Yeah. So let's see what else were we going to, so as far as the department of communication sciences and disorders at West Liberty, what does that typically do for the community? A lot of us have been caregivers um, yeah. or are approaching the caregiver part of their lives. So what, what can I think, they yeah, do? I don't think people even know there would be support for it. Yeah. And that's yeah. a challenging yeah. job. It is. It is. So th- that's a good question. Um, well, the, one of the aspects of my PhD work is I have to do a dissertation. So that mm-hmm. uh, my dissertation has actually been um, toward caregiver support. So as somebody that's worked with patients and caregivers, um, usually we tend to just kind of look on the internet, find some information, a little bit of piecemeal information from all the different sources that are available out there. And then we just kind of figure out what to do on our own. And as caregivers, um, you know, if you catch things early enough, that might be a good enough resource. But, but a lot of times we're kind of in backpedal mode so um, maybe things haven't happened until um, our, our, the person we're caring for actually needs 24-hour care. And mm-hmm. so we weren't able to do a whole lot of 
of um, prophylactic uh, um, planning, I guess, to, to get to where we need to be. So um, our goal uh, in the speech and hearing clinic was to take this aspect of what we do for our field and um, try to make things more accessible, at least for our valley at this time. So there are different organizations. Positive approach to care is one. Um, the Alzheimer's organization is another big one that, that people kind of go to when they're looking on the internet. Um, so we've actually partnered with both um, and decided to develop a support group for our local Ohio Valley. Uh, so we actually pull graduate students into this, this support group, um, as well as myself, Mrs. Komarowski that I mentioned earlier, she's actually worked in clinical settings with um, this population pretty much as long as I have. Um, and uh, Dr. Zambadi is our clinical director. And so she's um, been, been big in helping us with that as well. Um, so the, the three of us uh, get together with the support group and we usually meet every third Wednesday of the month around 3 p.m. up at the Highland Center. We tried to make it a little bit more centrally located for people that might think that the hilltop is a little too far away from, from everything. Um, and then maybe after the support group, you know, you can go shopping or out to eat. Uh, so we were we are excited about the location. Um, but but the goal is to um, just reach out to our community in general and say, hey, we're here. Um, we have we have guest speakers right now. Jamie is doing a bunch of education from her end from positive approach to care. Um, and she's committed to us through January and February um, for the whole hour of the support group. And, and she's brought us a lot of information that we haven't even thought of um, about um, just strategies as caregivers um, throughout the different stages, because it is a progressive diagnostic um, syndrome, um, no matter which which type of dementia you have, it does progress. We know that. So um, we look at, at abilities and strengths in each stage of the progress, and we try to teach caregivers how to maximize the strengths. Um, instead of really focusing on the fact that, oh, this is, this is a progressive disease and um, all of this decline is happening, instead of really focusing on, on the decline part, we focus on what's left and what we can do with it and how we can bring meaning into every day and how we can keep keep life having a purpose and bringing that joy where we can find moments of joy. Um, and, and earlier on when we catch it, the patient's still so actively involved in this. And I know there's a grieving process that they go through because they realize what's happening, but um, if we can catch it early on, we can even kind of help the person going through brain, brain change um, with the acceptance process and then say, hey, you know, this isn't the end of the road here. You know, we've got a lot um, in this stage where we are. And so let's do what we can to, to make life beautiful. Um, and so, so that's what our goal is in the speech and hearing clinic is to just try to be one of those arms in the community of support. Um, and, and I know once a month for one hour, isn't a whole lot, but it's huge when there's nothing else, but um, you know, a, not a person on the other line when you're just looking online for different resources. Um, we and, and we believe in community. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. How, long, how long have you had this program? Um, well, the actual support group has just, just began in September. Mm -hmm. We began that when our grad students 
um, came on board. Um, so we felt like they were they were equipped enough from their undergrad information that they received um, and the fact that they're already kind of plugged in clinically and, and used to working with clients. Um, we felt like they, they were ready for this. So um, yeah, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty cool so far. We haven't had a huge community turnout um, yet, but that's why I'm doing things like this podcast because I just really want people to know that that you, know, you don't have to be alone in this, and mm -hmm. we're, we're we're here for you. Well, we also have um, interventions that we can do um, within the clinic. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to come to the clinic per se. We can do kind of telehealth visits like this um, where we can do one-on-ones. Um, so if, if the client's in an early stage and we can do um, a, a full assessment for cognition and then kind of talk about where we are and then talk about those strengths in that moment, even do some interventions as far as some exercises, some maintenance program um, information, um, there's lots of things we can do from a communication standpoint and speech language pathology from our clinic itself. And so we want people to know that our clinic isn't just teaching people how to say the letter R, you know, to get through um, a, a full communication scale in elementary school. We, we work with the whole lifespan. And, and so this, this kind of being um, the end of the lifespan, um, but communication is a part of it. So people, people don't have to just kind of sit there um, and wait to be put in a nursing home. So that, yeah. that's pretty well, cool. Go ahead, Jay. How would, uh, for anyone that's listening, especially before we move on to a different topic, how would they get involved or contact you to get involved with this, either if they are a caregiver or if they want to help? Oh, great. Great question. So right now we're having people uh, call us at the speech and hearing clinic. Um, and that number is uh, C04. 336-8199. We do have a website. Um, if you go to the West Liberty University website and then search communication sciences and disorders, you can you can look at all of our services through the speech and hearing clinic. You can look at our programs. Um, but for specific questions on the support group itself, um, we we don't have the website built well enough to, to kind of make a lot of changes for the, the hours and, and the content for that yet. Um, that is a work in progress, um, but we can answer questions um, through that phone number. And if nobody's on the other line, just leave us a message and we'll call you back. And then, and that's the best way because then we can kind of uh, make contact um, as needed and then kind of figure out what, what the person would need, whether you want to volunteer with the support group, whether you want more information as a caregiver, a person with brain change, um, you want um, more information on interventions that we provide. The hearing clinic also, um, part of it, or the hearing clinic part of our speech and hearing clinic um, can rule out, um, a lot of people um, tend to get diagnosed as confused when maybe it's just a hearing problem. So um, our director, Dr. Stephanie Bradley, um, is our guru audiologist. She uh, does full assessments with hearing, um, and she can even do um, hearing interventions with hearing aids. Um, so there, there's a lot from that aspect as well. Sometimes it's just we need to fix the sensory problem, and then um, all of a sudden we're cured. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's communication is such a big part of life. And I feel like as you get older too, and you go through brain change, 
you know, it's nice to know that you don't need to just be like, well, life's over, you know, <laughs> no hope. There are communication strategies you can do. So what is your, we always end our podcast with a why not of the day. Um, so what would you say your why not of the day would be for our listeners today? Um, I guess I would say, uh, why not? It was kind of a derivative of the question that you asked me earlier. Why not learn about something that could affect us later in life now? And why not be um, part of helping people that are caregiving for people with dementia? Yeah. The brain health thing is such a hot topic. There's a show on Disney now called Limitless and it's with uh, Chris Hemsworth. I don't know if you have read the article about him, but he has a, he did a genetic testing and found that he has an extremely um, highly likely chance that he would develop Alzheimer's. Eight to 10 times. Yeah. Like later in his life or, and I think um, he learned about it through the show, but I also think that what you're saying too is becoming more front of mind about what can we do now that would be healthy for our brain to help us later? So that would be my thing too, is to start kind of thinking about that question. Is this good for my brain? Is this bad for my brain? And when I know it may not be like paying attention to how it makes you feel, how you function the next day. Um, and that's probably a good sign too. Yes, I agree. I hadn't, I haven't watched that yet. Has that show started or is it just? Yeah, my husband oh, okay. about it. Yep. It's on yeah. Disney. I did see the previews and I was excited to watch that. So I'm, I'm glad you reminded me. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't aware of the background. So that's really interesting. Yeah. He found it out via the show. So okay. and I think he's taking time off from work and like reassessing his life and everything. So wow, pretty interesting. Yeah. One other day, Jayla. Why not love your brain? No, I like that. <laughs> You know, we always talk about self-love and self, you know, so why not, you know, think of brains to directly love your brain. That's oh, I, I think I might use that in class. I might just put that title. Why not love your brain? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a big part of you, you know, yeah, it is. I, I, I remember hearing all the time that like, you know, your physical and your mental, like you got to keep them both going because if one goes then the other one, you know, mm -hmm. so I feel like the connection there, it's like, we put so much more focus on the physical, yeah. you know, but you know, you really have to keep them strong together. You do because they're partners. Yeah. That's but I think right. there's still so much about our brain and our bodies that we don't understand, but I think a lot of it is preventative in the long run, yeah. keeping our stress levels down and, and getting the community and, support. Yeah. Being supported by a community. That's all major, major stuff. So we thank you for sharing your story with our community today, our listeners. Um, we'll put all of your information in the show notes too. So if somebody is a caregiver now, or is going through a dementia diagnosis, their self, um, they can hopefully connect with, with you right here. And reach out for more answers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, from myself and from um, the West Liberty University Communication Sciences and Disorders Department. Um, yeah, we really appreciate the time. And like you said, our information will be there if anybody has any questions. Um, and why not love your brain? That's right. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Shay. This is Jayla. And this is the Ask, Ask Yourself Why Not, not Podcast. podcast. I'm not
If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes, and also if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Yourself Why Not Podcast.